Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody, welcome to episode 351 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, sending you over to Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown for us. All right, on tonight's episode, we'll be doing reviews for Shazam, Pet Cemetery, Longshot, and Velocipaster. If you haven't heard of that one, it's probably okay. Movie news as well regarding Rector Howard dying, Stallone and Lundgren, and Halloween. Trailers for Dolomite, The Irishman, Top Gun 2 in 1917. It's good to be back on air with you, my man. It's been a while since we did this. Uh, yeah, it's been a... Uh, took a little break there, but now we're back. We're back. We I'm got 351. I know, it's unbelievable that we're this... This high up here. I thought we were actually a little bit higher. You said, uh, th- I thought we were like in the 370s. Unofficially, we've done about 600 of these with all the incarnations that this show's gone through over the years, right? Yeah, we've definitely done, uh, well, yeah, because you'd have to include the uh, the lost episodes, <laughs> which have been, there's been a couple, right? There have been a couple. And then, uh, yeah, and then all the uh, retros, which we don't count uh, as a number right you know there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of us babbling about movies out there so if you missed us during the summer you can definitely hit our back catalog uh, catalog, our catalog. That's, see that's <laughs> what happens when i don't do this often with you i start <laughs> mixing words and gaffing things all over the place so get used to that um but yeah we have a back catalog full of things you can listen to and hours of us rapping about movies let's talk about shazam this is the first movie okay. i want to talk about with you because i wanted to see this in the theater i was kind of upset i missed it it looked fun mm-hmm. uh, it looked like dc was going in the right direction does this not look like a mel brooks spoof of a, <laughs> of a honestly it started and i couldn't believe um, <laughs> i also watched the hd version and i have that high frame rate on my television uh-huh. which admittedly makes things look a little set driven if it's like a television show you're like oh that's clearly a set um, but this looked very cheap from the beginning, and it looked like it was somewhat Harry Potterish at times. And once the guy became Shazam, which was what fifty minutes into the movie, it picked up and was fun for a while, but very small scale and dare I say cheap. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I agree with that. This this is very much feels like a family. Uh, superhero movie you know it's very family friendly yes. and it's it's almost childish uh not in necessarily a good way but in just that a uh, very like safe way um and it's uh, doesn't yeah it doesn't pan out to be much it's also uh something we've seen it's just a superhero movie it could be it could have just been called superhero right it yeah. just has no shazam is there's nothing great about shazam there's just nothing if and I'm I not thought, mistaken, mm-hmm. was he not a Hispanic hero? Was Shazam oh, I not? Don't know. I, I thought so. I thought that's why they made his, the step parents. Uh, they kind of. I mean, first of all, was uh-huh. was he not an Asian man named Victor? I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was named Asian or named Hispanic, but was right. played by an Asian actor. And and Rosa was clearly, you know, what what that was. So I thought, like, oh, are these the nods to the comic book origin, and that we've made it Zachary Levy? Did you think he was good? Well, Nick? I don't know. You know, the, all the acting was fine. It, even 
uh, even the young kid acting, it felt very, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing here that this was a throwback to 90s because that's kind of what everything looks like. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Um, and the, the child acting was something from very 90s. This is a very 90s family-friendly uh, type movie. You'd see this throughout the time. But, yeah, there's just nothing special about it, right? It's just a, a real basic superhero movie, and I felt the same way. It first started out bored as hell. Um, he gets the powers. It does get a little more exciting. It gets boring again. Uh, and I thought it didn't get interesting again until, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Power Rangers scene, you know, the, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and the reality of the movie didn't really pick up until they had all the kids involved when, when they went back into uh, the, the Shazam realm. I don't know what the hell that area is called. His lair, you know? Yeah, his, his Fortress of Solitude or whatever it was. Yeah. It didn't really uh, pick up for me until then. Then I thought, oh, this should have been the movie the whole time. You know, at least had other characters because Shazam is boring. You know, have something else to show every once in a while. And clearly, uh, you know, the ending is all about uh, future Shazam movies, right? Now now we're set up for Shazam, 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 you know, for, for till ever. And enough people went and saw this that they're going to make a million of them. I didn't Just mind so the humorous basic. aspect of it, but you're right. This was very generic, and that's why I said it's fine, it felt like a spoof just... of it. It felt like the kind of mm. movie where this could be your kid's first superhero movie if they've never oh, yeah. seen if you're, one. If you know you're a I mean? parent and you want you know, a family-friendly superhero movie, I'm sure kids, uh, especially you know 10 and under, would really like this. Yeah. I mean, I used to like movies like... Uh, is it Day of the Con? Not Day of the Operation Condor. Operation Did you Condor? ever see that? Yeah. Yes. That and that's a Disney movie from back in the day uh-huh. when Disney was dog shit and making terrible movies like The Black Hole and fucking The First Tron, which let's be honest sucks. Uh, I mean that movie's boring as shit. If you need a movie uh-huh. to put you to sleep, I will argue this: it, two movies that knock me out are Tron One. An alien. If you can get to the first twenty minutes of <laughs> alien, like alien and not fall asleep, it's so quiet and peaceful yeah, with that is. Nostromo and the music. Is I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's it's better than mm-hmm. uh, it's better than Zequel for me. Uh, but regardless, that was when Disney was terrible, and they were making movies like Operation Condor and The Devil and Daniel Jones or The, the Devil and the Bill Cosby one. Mm-hmm. What the hell was I don't that? I what it's called, but it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, the, those were the kind of movies. And yeah. This is like DC scrambling here, and I mean we've talked at nauseum about what, where they're doing and what they got planned, and who knows, but they're definitely going to make more of these because mm-hmm. this is something they can hold on to and say, "Hey, it did feel." I mean, yeah, there was a, a separation between the the young. I don't know that the kid's name or anything, but the young Shazam as a kid, you know, and then when he turns into the superhero Shazam, the Zachary Levy Levy character, um. They don't feel like the same person. I will say that. I'll say this because you know why? Because the kid was a punk badass or whatever, like a, a delinquent, if you will. And then right. he exactly levy, and he becomes like this decent person. But he's, he's like he's always kind of this decent per. I don't I don't know. I think Zachary Levi is is 
instantly likable and in this he's very childlike which is extremely appealing yeah but the movie that's surrounding even, him is is he's better than the movie that's surrounding even mark him. strong as the bad guy right, i'm tired of him being like, the bad guy stop already but doesn't this feel like he's playing on that in some way it feels like oh well now i'm the bad guy of course i am but i'm not going to actually really like do much of anything bad i'm not i'm just the bad guy yeah, I, I'm just not as good as although, the good guy, but I'm not necessarily a although, bad guy. Now that I say that, I have to eat those words because that the scene uh, in the um, conference room was pretty, and I was that that was actually unexpected. Well, you know why? That's probably the one thing that was snuck in there. It was originally in the script before the committee cut out and homogenized the whole project. Yeah, so there's a very violent scene. Uh, I know. I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, the I, that's scene, the best, the best scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, holy cow, what is like that? That scene makes you perk up and open your eyes like, oh, my gosh, like what is going on? This is insane. Uh, so that one, that was really good. I forgot about that because <laughs> it doesn't so, go with the rest of the movie. <laughs> the final analysis is I say it's worth seeing if you're in, you know, if you need a family friendly picture that's not going to offend anybody but really won't blow anyone's socks away either yeah uh, but you're right i think you know under 10 crowd probably eats this up probably yeah when up. i was a kid i would i love these types of movies i would like this too yeah however when i was 10 it was 1989 and pet cemetery was released <laughs> and i saw this with all my friends and ate that shit up because pet cemetery yeah. the 1989 version directed by mary lambert uh, of course based on stephen king's novel scared me in a lot of ways one was that i had never thought about child death before and okay. when the young child comes back and slits mm-hmm. the back of someone's achilles heel uh the tendon there with the razor blade i jump mm-hmm. maybe jump i used to do a run from the hallway and jump on my bed because i didn't want anyone under my bed to slash my achilles tendon and the sister was so deformed and hard to look at do you remember uh-huh. the the it, like the movie just had a, and Fred Gwynn as the the guy that was the keeper of the area just really freaked me out a little bit. Pet Cemetery, this remake, is so polished and well, it, it's shot yeah. that it's it's nothing special. Once again, there's no reason oh, no. to. There's nothing special about this. Yeah, but it does. It does make you make you think about storytelling in some way. And I, I just like you like I haven't seen the old one in a long time, but the way you explain it is the way I remember it. You know, and a lot of those older Stephen King stuff, um, I don't believe would be scary at all now. But what's scarier back then? But and it almost had a, like a kind of a, a layered like feeling to the world and everything. And this certainly had that because it's based on the same story. But it felt so forced. It felt so like uh, like we're trying to add shit in here. We're doing all this. And I just couldn't help but think we're watching this. What is the goddamn point of the sister story? What's the hell is the point of that in this? It just has nothing to do with anything. It's just there to take up time and space and be scary for no reason. I can't really recall if there was a point to the original one or not. Or if it just had the shock value of when I was 10 and how creepy the makeup was and all that. And right. I'm sure going back now and looking at it, it's it's not nearly as, as horrific course. as it was, of course, because time mm-hmm. you know, fades and all that kind of stuff. But pet, this Pet cemetery, if you're looking for something along the line of it, you're going to be sorely mistaken because that is far more of an intelligent film. It's a deeper movie. 
in a lot man. of ways. This is a like let's just get this out. It's what I felt like. Let's capitalize on differences. it and let's get this out. Um, I mean, if you obviously compare this to the old one. You know, when they uh, when uh, the older gentleman, you know, the next door neighbor or whatever, right, takes him, uh, you know, to to take the cat basically to go be buried in the in the Indian whatever bear, weird ground things or whatever. The uh, the old one uh, felt like the path that they took and where they went through and everything felt so much uh, I guess creepier and real. It, it felt and in this new one felt so fake sometimes. The first Fred Gwynn in the first one was freaking great. John Lithgow, yeah. who is a good actor, he's good in this, like but he's not. He's creepy in this, isn't he? I felt like he's like I don't know. He's, he comes off creepy at times. I like Jason Clark. I didn't like him in this movie. I just didn't really like... The, I mean, I guess I just didn't like this movie for the fact that it's not what I recall. It's exactly what I recall, but nothing like what I recall. And yeah. Neither was it, but that wasn't my problem with it, uh, the last one there, the, the mm-hmm. first the chapter with that. Because, of course, that's going to be different from what I recall in the television movie, but at least that dug deep. This felt like they just had... Like I said, they had the, the rights to it. They said it made a lot of money. We can piggyback on that and make some money here because Stephen King books are... Think about how paid Stephen King is to get paid off two movies that have been made from your right. novel. I mean, he's just cashing checks over there. What I did like was the music by Christopher Young. I liked the score quite a bit, and I liked some of the photography, particularly because they mimicked that opening shot with the trees, mm-hmm. and they did make that road very ominous, you know, with the trucks and, and everything. So, I don't. Yeah, I still I prefer the older one. I prefer the direction in the older one. The 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 the, the setups of the scenes and the blockings, and I liked, um, I liked the accident, the truck accident. Uh, in, I guess we might as well. People have seen this, right? Oh yeah, Christ, I liked yeah. it when the little girl died in the first one. I liked that whole scene cut together. I liked that better. In the new one, I don't know. I guess I just like the directing, or just the older style. In that this it feels too slick and separated from, uh, you know, the direction feels separated from what's actually happening in the scene. I guess in some way, I don't know. Has there been a genre other than horror that has been rebooted this many times that have this many remakes of other things? I mean, honestly, like the, the there was a new Friday the Thirteenth. There was a new yeah, this Nightmare on be... Elm Street. There was a new Leatherface. There, there's this. There's mm-hmm. It's well, there's a lot of on. books. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of Stephen King to do, so you can always do a new one of those. And yeah, and there were the. Uh, I mean, if you think back to franchises and stuff, there's a lot of old horror franchises. All right, so I guess it makes sense. Out? Do we do we know what the company uh, released this? I wonder who put this out because why not? We know what was that the major. Uh, who who was this? Whoever owns the right to this, it, whether it's is it Paramount, that's who had it back in the day. I would imagine it's yeah, it is Paramount. So who's Paramount aligned with? Do they have a streaming service? Regardless, uh, no. Why not instead? You know these novels. I mean, Viacom, are, are, right? Would be who they're aligned why with. Why? Why not just make a miniseries where you can actually do these things justice? Because books to screen never work for the most part, because you're going to exclude a lot of things, which is going to piss off the people who like the yeah, book. Yeah, well, I, with Pet Cemetery, it's fine, though. This isn't a long, this isn't a deep enough book to, you'd want to do a miniseries with, right? But I agree well, with it. It requires, 
quite a, it requires quite it obviously a, but you could uh, dig into the backstory mean, with the sister and the whole thing and god um, i don't know i don't want to <laughs> like i'm good you know i'm good on that even though it was very it was fine it, you know it was good i just don't see the point of it it's like a uh, it's really like this movie the idea is so simple that it just doesn't make a good movie like it's not interesting enough and they had to add, he had to add a bunch of other stuff into it uh, to make a whole story and uh, and I absolutely hate the ending uh, to some of his stuff and this is one of them it's um, not a great especially ending. in this movie it's even it's worse it's, it's so pointless I think we could say that neither of us are recommending this movie I wouldn't yeah Okay, let's talk about Long Shot, or The Long Shot, I should say. Seth Rogen, Charlize That's Theroux. That's just Long film. Shot. That is uh, weird. Is I thought shot? it was called The Long Shot, but it's listed as Long Shot. Oh, all right. Well, mm-hmm. um, I watched this the other night. I know you just caught up with it, too, so it's fresh in our heads. And I was, at first, resistant to it because it's not at all what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's way more mature. It's maybe... It, to me, it's his most mature movie that Seth Rogen's been in outside of maybe the interview, and that's saying something. Cause this oh, is, I don't know. This reminded me a lot of the, um, what was the one with Barbara Streisand that he did? Oh, you're right. The Guilt Trip. The okay, Guilt Trip. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. Because it, it's way more grounded of, of people that they're playing. This actually exists in a universe that um, has some sort of repercussions for things. But the movie, even though it's very predictable and it definitely... It sidestepped some things that I thought were coming and handled some cliched moments fairly well that by the end of it, I kind of was won over by it despite myself. So I'm giving it a positive recommendation, but it might even be better than that because I didn't want to like it and it grew on me (laughs) because I was very resistant to it for some reason for the first half. And then I realized... Because it's a long movie, and I was like, oh, man, we got a whole other half to go. And then the second half, actually, I thought, picked up and, and played out better for me. So I, I do like it. Uh, yeah, it was okay, I guess, ultimately, if you had to push me on it. But I was not a fan of this. I thought it. Uh, I thought this movie was confused. It couldn't make up its mind if it was a serious movie or a joke. And a lot of the things that happened in this uh, feel out of place, uh, especially for the, for the way it's shot and the way that it's presented, the ridiculous stuff uh, just doesn't feel like it, it belongs in this universe. And also, you can cut the entire first act out of this movie. This movie is so freaking long, man. I mean, good God, they don't even get to any of the romance stuff until the second act. Um, I, I felt like the the points in the script, right? Any, any point in the script that's, that's going to take it into another direction. Uh, they were all wrong. They were all like offset by a lot. They, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't, I was not a fan of this overall, uh, movie, but I do, uh, I do like the idea and I like, uh, you know, Charlize and Seth, uh, here. I thought that they were really good and worked really well. I just wish that it was, that good. <laughs> well, I don't know Better. how you can say they could cut the whole first act because where would they have met at? They had to get to. They had to have that. Uh, meet Jesus up. Christ! You know, all she does. It, the whole backstory to this of them knowing each other as kids can okay, fucking go. The whole first act can go because all you need right at the beginning of it is she's looking for a fucking writer. Boom! There he is. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I would done. agree with that. Fucking but- done. You know, I don't need 30 minutes of backstory about people. It's really not that interesting. It doesn't really play out so much into this. I thought thematically as well, it's kind of a, a fairly weak like thematic movie, you know, even though uh, the biggest uh, reveal in this is that the one guy's Republican, right? And that's right. kind of the whole point of this entire movie is right, don't prejudge people, right? That's the whole – that's thematically what this movie's about, right? But Rogan's been doing that to his best friend all He along, does that right? the whole time. Um, and uh, and I don't know. Like, who's the main character of this? I get confused. Like, they do a lot of Charlize Theron stuff in this. It's just she's not the main character. He's the everyman. Um, she's the special person. That no one Who's going to relate to her? Not a lot of people, you know? So I, I don't know why they spent – they try to give them equal. Well, I know why, because she produced the damn thing. Um, you know, but there's too much. I don't. This movie's too confused. This, it needs a rewrite. It needs a, to be focused um, a little bit more on, on. I don't know on something. What's the long shot in the movie? There's two long shots, right? Well, she's a long shot for president, and he is a long shot for her. Right? He should yeah, be getting why. Her. Why are there two long uh, shots in this movie? What's this movie about? It's called the long shot or long shot. Excuse me. Well, what's the long what shot? They want. And he by the way, her, she gets what, what is she the wants. long shot? Cause there's not actually, there's no real, uh, uh, you know, fight in this movie between these characters until that, the fucking end of the second act. Right. There's just no issue. There's no issue because it takes them so damn long before they even become romantically entangled. Yeah. And, and so by the time you get to the actual issue, which is actually the, the issue that breaks them up, right? Um, it, it's not like they didn't have an issue. There was no – no one had an issue. And, and I don't know. I can go on because I think the character is ridiculous. The president's ridiculous in this. Who else? The Andy Serkis uh, as the you know the bad guy is ridiculous. I liked the president they, who was a former television star. You liked who him. Liked he's in the movie his for a total lines. of like four minutes, and he's ridiculous, right? But it's not. Well, you just said this was a very serious movie, and here is this ridiculous uh, setup of this president who's just a bumbling, basically a moron, right? It's like uh, this is silly. They introduced the 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 bad guy in this, who by the way is only the bad guy in like the last. 10 minutes of the damn movie because when they first introduce him because remember thematically this movie is about prejudging people well he's a nice guy and they're assholes to him figure this movie out for me i can't it's terrible it's not well written man <laughs> uh, you got me on that but i did like their chemistry i thought that there was moments in it that were highly amusing and I, I turns out that I like Rogan a lot more than I realized it. I took him for granted mm-hmm. when he was coming out with two movies a year or a movie every year, and they just kept pushing him. And I became resistant to his certain <laughs> comedy stylings, if you will. It was I'm like antibiotics. Yeah, or something, I was just you know? thinking the same thing. He built up a tolerance thing. <laughs> I, I really did, and then uh, I, I just I. I realized in this, I'm like, oh, I, I do like him. And, but I come to expect a certain movie when I see him. I come to expect the kind of stoner comedy. But this movie had those uh, elements, those, but I, but but I it felt doesn't like feel like it belongs, right? Those elements were some of the best parts of the movie, especially that Molly sequence mm-hmm. uh, and how they played that out, which I thought was, was a nice play. But didn't you knew that something make was you coming like want that. to see that movie then instead of the movie you got? 
I mean, I, I felt like this is a movie that didn't make a choice. It, it tried to have things both ways, you know? I can I see your argument, but I didn't mind what they were giving me because I didn't, you know, we, the, when they do get the obstacle that keeps them apart briefly, they didn't go way too far into that. It, it was resolved fairly quickly. They went super far little... into this. This even has a stupid-ass ending where he uh, where he gets the stupid picture of him painting. It has a ridiculous ending to it. It's just not even, <laughs> doesn't even feel like the same movie when you, when you watch that. That, that that ending. It, uh, oh man, I can't. Right, we're we're, we're apart on can't. this one. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a, a recommendation. Trevor clearly is not gonna give it a recommendation. The next movie we're gonna talk about, though, uh, you know, we have to. If you can call it a movie, we have to proceed this by saying that it was made for thirty-five thousand dollars. It's called a <laughs> and that means like a velociraptor and like a church pastor combined. But what right. I just realized, mm-hmm. um, because I got to be honest with you, I only made it twelve minutes into this, <laughs> and the, the movie is only an, was hour an hour and ten left. minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah an hour Let left. me tell you something here. <laughs> it was made. I don't want to knock something that is made on such a low budget. Uh-huh. I just realized right now that Greg Cohen, who played the lead actor, uh, after looking at some research here, they said that he's uh-huh. a casting director. Um, I've actually been in correspondence with this person for casting <laughs> and auditions and didn't even realize it until I just... So you love the uh, movie is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the guy's a great, <laughs> great casting director and an actor. Uh, my act, The acting wasn't the, the part I had a problem with in this movie. Oh, God, no. Um, it's it, That's like the least of its worries. It's... The, I mean, the the lighting and the look of it. You said that there was a good shot the or lighting, good use of split screen. Bro. There is good uh, good editing, good use of split screen later on. Uh, you only made it 10 minutes in. I would suggest that to make a, a judgment call, because yeah, the whole point of the movie obviously isn't the, the, well, it is, but it's not great blocking and great lighting, but it does get better in moments. I won't say for, you know, 80% of the movie looks like shit. Okay, what, um, so what did so wait? Where did you get it? I usually like shit like this. You know what I mean? I, uh-huh. I do like it, and I, and I can I can sympathize with. Yeah, I just didn't. I couldn't really. I couldn't watch it. Well, it was not interesting to me because I'm yeah. not a big horror fan. I, I saw what they were doing. No, did you I don't. This any? doesn't have. Yeah, again, I you know. I don't know what to say about this because this isn't a good movie. On, on, I don't know. People have sung praises of this because they love the ridiculousness of it. Um, so okay, fine. I like. I can. I get that. It's called the Velocipaster. Uh, it's only an hour and fifteen minutes. You know, fine. All this is excusable. Um, but it's no. It's not a good movie. It's not even a good tongue-in-cheek movie, right? It doesn't. That's what I mean. Do it's. It doesn't achieve any. Well, I. I don't know what it sets out to achieve. I guess really is my other than to just to exist. Um. So and, which, and that, which is that's fine the best thing too, I can but... say about it. But but no, there are there are two split screen things. There's there's a, a split screen. I guess sex scene, if if you would call that in this movie, it's not really, but uh, but it's actually, uh, I maybe because it's surrounded by such bad stuff, but I don't know, it it just works. I thought, and it's interesting split screen because it's not, it's not perfect, you know, it's uh, sp- things get split up in in a screwed up way, uh, or they're not, you know, perfectly half and half and stuff they'll introduce split screens in different ways i don't know it just uh, i thought that was a, a really nice moment but the movie and overall the kid, is not that great the kid might have i mean look we i hate to say it but like we, this this 
is a thesis film. This is a a, a project in and, some way, yeah. You know, like we went to school with with people that would do these kind of, uh, like almost like, like they're like non secretors, like visually, like you know, like like what's mm-hmm. going on in this story? Well, now he's a ninja and he can fight fucking into a dinosaur and yeah, like I like wacky shit. Believe me, I, I I watch a lot of wacky shit. It goes good with pot. Uh, it's like uh-huh. the Giver and you know like weird things that well, there's not have that, enough like, story, but money and then because there's not enough money, there's also not enough um, you know expertise uh, without with lack of money in order to pull off um, something that's re- tr- that's amazing, right? That's like oh wow, this is so crazy, but it's still uh, good. It's just it's just like this movie feels like you know 12, 13 year olds making a movie and I mean, not as a bad thing, but it just feels like someone, you know, has a VHS camcorder and yeah, so like, like when like we were joy. kids and you went out yes. and, you, and you made a little, I know a, a, a little movie. Right. And that's kind of what this comes off as and feels like. So it's, I'm interested to see what they do when they get some, some real money behind them. Cause I think right. that everybody involved here could, could do something with it. And I yeah, think that it's I, great that they did this because I mean, I never will I like knock somebody cast. for getting off I mean, their I ass. And, this great going guy it. was really good at what he was trying to do with this, which is just be um, super serious. Um, the, the Alyssa Kempinski, the girl in this, I really liked. Um, I thought, you know, if she could get into something a little less ridiculous. Uh, she could possibly be uh, really good, but I don't know. I think that they did a good job for what they had in the sense that it's it's watchable to an extent. It's it's like it's, it's not mm-hmm. it's not camp not it's not great camp, but it's not so fucking bad. It's like the room, and it's gonna forever be seen for its awfulness. This this exists well, somewhere a, between those. But that's a problem with some of this stuff. Is that this is uh, like the room? You know. It catches on, but it's the room is made seriously, Uh, and a lot of bad movies that that catch on like this are made. They're serious movies. They're not made to be specifically bad. Um, Mm -hmm. This movie is made specifically to be bad, and so Mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. It's got a great IMDb rating, six point eight right now. I know, but that's what I mean. I've read I read a lot of reviews on this because I thought this is interesting. Um, and it has a lot of uh, people really like this. And what they say most is that they just like the ridiculousness of it, which it, it is. And um, I mean, I get a lot of it, uh, you know, it, like they have the, the ninjas and the China stuff in here. And it, it is ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> it's just not good, though. For me. I don't know. What was that movie that was out a couple of years ago that it's from the 80s it was like miami miami nights and it was like the, the band oh and yeah I, I I, that, that's what it reminds me i can't that, yeah the, that one's actually that one's I mean, that no, one's the miami connection way more miami connection uh, than this though but yeah absolutely but that was the same idea where people just loved it for its um its outlandishness yeah. and it's just it's yeah so it's i can understand it but this is more of a less artistic like that movie is a little more artistic you know this is less artistic this is way more asylum uh you know pump it out level stuff hey but this guy could definitely be working at the asylum tomorrow so for sure yeah definitely all right let's talk some movie news we got stallone and lundgren who are joining together to produce a tv series called the international 
Uh, Lundgren is going to star in it. Stallone will produce it, presumably direct the pilot episode. These guys have been working together a lot lately. And, and show up I love when them. needed. I, I really love them both. But uh, the novelty of them appearing together or doing a project together has long, long passed, right? Well, I don't think... It- yeah, I mean, I guess, but I don't see there's an issue with this, right? I, I just, I don't know where they go. Uh, you know, USA, I don't think it really exists anymore, does it? Because that'd be the this perfect be network for this. Perfect for that. My goodness, why wasn't this done in nineteen ninety four? Or Spike, I guess, but uh, with Spike is now what Paramount Network? Paramount yeah, see, I don't think any of the stuff exists that I would think that I would associate with this type of project. So I don't know where this would go or even what this would be like, I guess I, it would have to be not what you would first think of, right? It would have to be a lot sleeker and, and very serious, I would imagine. But I don't know. I don't think that, uh, even if this gets picked up, I just, I have doubts that it would, uh, last for long. Do you recall the movie blackjack that they uh, right. sold mm-hmm. as a movie? That's really a, a what, 90 minute backdoor pilot for a television mm-hmm. show that Lundgren was going to star in, directed by John Woo. That never got picked up because it was awful. It's fucking awful. I mean, that the highlight of that movie, or the climax, I should say, mm-hmm. not even the highlight because it was a low light, uh, <laughs> is when his character is sensitive to the color white for some reason mm-hmm. and the bad guy finds that out and shoots up a bunch of milk so they have a fucking fight in like hundreds of gallons of milk so Lundgren can't see. It's so awful. So awful. It's John Woo for uh, that takes hey now. This butter <laughs> this doves flying around yeah. and shit. Um, fireballs. And this let's not forget, not forget like two years ago Wesley Snipes had a failed television show, I think also called International, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and so these former action big screen stars going to the television to do these action TV series. I just don't think there's enough budget in television for them to do these right or for them to be interesting enough. So is this just like another Magnum yeah, P.I. type I mean, thing? Unless, uh, yeah, which is a show that I've not seen, but is apparently still on, right? Still how the fuck I don't is know MacGyver how. on? Yeah, how, who I'm, the fuck watches MacGyver? Know. That thing's in like season four. Yeah. See, so maybe, I don't know, maybe this will be a hit show. I don't know. I don't know anymore. But uh, If it's on CBS, it might. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that would be the only place left for it to be. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where else. Maybe Fox. Maybe. Let me let me tell you something. Apparently, this is news to me. Apparently, on Saturday nights, a lot of fucking people watch the show Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck that's on yeah. CBS. It's been on for like 13 fucking yeah. years. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. who? Yeah. Yeah. Geezer pleasers, man. Geezer pleasers. Literally, it's comfort food to fall asleep from at 7.30 when you had a 5 o'clock dinner. Well, how many... I mean, Jag, you know, how long did that go on for? So, yeah. It's the same people that are making NCIS a 20-year hit. The procedural things like that are are easy for people to watch, and you you don't have to keep up with it so much. Uh, You know, I get it. People will never get tired of watching procedurals or hospital dramas. I yeah. swear to God. Yeah. Those things will never go out of style. There will always be one of those on television. So is Dolph a surgeon in this? Uh, he should He should actually be a firefighter slash surgeon <laughs> uh, working with the dead. <laughs> right. We could just combine all the shows of today into one. Uh, it's a sad note. Rudger Hauer, you like that transition? <laughs> Rudger Hauer died like a couple weeks ago at the age of 75. Apparently he was battling a long-term illness. 
Uh, I, I, no one had any clue about that, but uh, it, it was still sort of a surprise because I didn't realize he was 75 years old. And my man Stallone is now 72. Mm-hmm. And we're getting to that age where these action heroes... They put a lot of wear and tear on themselves. I mean, Rutger Hauer wasn't per se an action hero, but I mean, Blind Fury right. has got to be one of the most underrated movies of all time, right? Mm-hmm. You know how many people he, have seen Blind Fury? A lot of people. Uh, lot that's of people. not surprising. It always surprises me because I always found that to be a guilty pleasure. Well, I think and that was a big VHS. That was um, a huge VHS movie. Yeah. I mean, a blind Vietnam vet fighting ninjas. Talk about... We just made fun of the Velociraptor, and now we're praising <laughs> Blind Fury. But that's a serious movie. <laughs> you goddamn right it is. He's fighting that's ninjas. He's get. blind, um, and he's also blind. I just talked shit about the John Woo blackjack movie with Lundgren fighting in milk. I'm such a hypocrite. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I mean, Rucker Hauer was uh, was really good. Um. Did a lot of B movies. Uh, did I mean, I don't obviously know what probably you, uh, what you wind up with once. Uh, I mean, I guess we have The Rock and Statham and stuff uh, moving forward. But I mean, who else? That's it, right? I mean, that Vin Diesel is not. Yeah. Well, who's going to make movies like that anymore? Well, Rutger Howard just made really odd career. I mean, he missed. Oh, did you ever see Flesh and Blood, that Paul Verhoeven yeah, movie? Yeah. It's so difficult to watch because it's like people are so terrible to one another and they're just raping Jennifer Jason Lee. It's probably how the medieval era really was. And it's, it's you know, Verhoeven, <laughs> so it's gory right. and it's sexual and stuff. And it's like just an unpleasant two hours and well, ten he did minutes. He a lot of foreign he's, gr- he's great in it. He really, mm-hmm. Rutger Hauer is good in that. He's really disturbing in Nighthawks. Obviously, Blade Runners is high point. Um, mm-hmm. Low points might be split second. That movie's yeah. terrible, where he's fighting an alien <laughs> in the sewers that's living uh-huh. off people's shit. Oh, man, that movie's awful. Uh, but awful it's fantastic movie. that it exists. It, it, it beyond <laughs> exists. It's on, like, Tubi right now, I think, the streaming service. I'm sure it is. <laughs> in oh, all its glory. God. Yeah, so he passed away. That's, that's you know, obviously, uh, thoughts or condolences with him and his family. Let's move on and talk about Halloween which we thought was going to be the end. They sold it as the last one. Come see this because it's Jamie Lee Curtis getting to kick Michael Myers in the nuts one last time <laughs> and say bon voyage to the franchise. Nope. You're getting two follow-up films. Know, this surprising. is now a trilogy with Jamie Lee Curtis signed back on and everybody returning in their respective roles to produce these. Initially, they said that this was going to be released a month apart. That had to be wrong. No, I uh, that thought was gonna... that, was, that was the plan. No, now they've uh, clarified oh. that and said that they're going to release this one year apart. Oh, boo. Um, I was, so I was gonna... tight for the one month apart thing. Was, that's interesting. That's bizarre. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, I was like, I'll really, do that. That's weird. But would you if that second one is is shit? Oh no, the of course first not. One... Obviously not. At that point, no, I wouldn't. But what if it? I the first I really liked the the, the one they made, uh, the new one. Um, I you know I can't just go around saying I like some Halloween movie because you won't know which one it is. But I like the newest Halloween movie. That's right. the one that I like. It's the, it's obviously um, the best one in a long time. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's uh, it, it is it not lot, deserving so. of two sequels because they got me into the theater because they I was like, all right, fuckers, one last time, 
one last time i'm giving you 90 well, minutes continue. if they if they 20 keep, bucks uh doing something interesting like they did with that um then i'd watch more would you see a film series of just weird shit under the title of halloween like they tried to do with part three no where they tried to something that didn't have michael myers is what i'm saying oh no no so you wouldn't why would see i want like that a, well i mean why, unless it was just called why would halloween you want, but uh, halloween's pretty generic what what are we gonna do with two more michael myers versus laurie strode things? he's gonna run around Talk and about kill long people arc. more Oh, he's going to end up in space. Oh, I don't even. I can only fucking dream. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I, if I could get... Dude, please, man. I already got I got a Jason and a Leprechaun. If I can get a fucking Michael Myers in space, oh. You also have a Hellraiser God. in space, technically. Yeah, but don't, I don't. <laughs> um, I know. It's hard. Yeah, um, yeah. But, however, the Jason in space is the reason why you don't want the, the Michael Myers That's in space. That's exactly the reason Jason, I want. I love Jason X or ten or whatever the fuck you you'll want to take. Call it. Okay, let's talk. Hell, let's talk inside baseball here for a second. In space, man, it's best leprechaun. They have a critters in space too. Let's not forget. Critters are from um, space. Exactly, but they got one where they go to space. Don't be an asshole. All right, know your shit. Inside baseball here. Do you prefer Jason X, better known as Jason Goes to Space, over Jason Goes to Hell? Jason Goes to Space. Oh, um, I would do the space. I like the space one. I thought it was funny and it's interesting. It has different things in it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, they're both shite. Um, but the space one is kind of fun, especially when he's frozen and he falls forward and cuts the guy's arm off. Even when he's not meeting. I love when they, when they do the, when he's beating the people and he's got the girls in the, in the um, sleeping bags, and he's beating them up against the wall, but they're not dying, you know, because they're part of the holodeck thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was. It drives me. He's like, "What the fuck is going on? I'm trying to kill people here." They definitely infused that one with the most humor, and uh, it was the most expensive and was the lowest grossing. So that's why we have not mm. seen one of those. Yeah, it's since. completely ridiculous. I think that series but... is caught up in a bunch of rights entanglements, unlike Halloween, which is now free and clear. So they're uh, they're producing these suckers at a rapid rate. And honestly, it feels very Terminator Dark Fate when it's like, hey, we have this lady in her 60s who's still a badass who's going to kick ass a couple more times. Watch this. Yeah. I mean, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that uh, Linda Hamilton dies in this Terminator. I, I guarantee you she dies in this Terminator. I don't know. I don't know to what they up. would do with this. I honestly don't. At this point, I think one of the, the hardest job to do in Hollywood would be to reboot the Terminator franchise like this because what do you do? I, you're just, you're just you screwed. Done? Yeah. Like what, what haven't you what already do you done do? in court where you've gone? Yeah. I, agree. I couldn't even imagine. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Um, but I'm, I'm, it's a safe bet, uh, that they fail at whatever they do. So I don't know <laughs> if they, it's true. If they, if they do well with it though, then kudos, I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I like Terminator, but, um, so do I, but I'll say this. The last Terminator movie I enjoyed was 16 years ago. I know. And that's a long time. So they failed now just as many times as they got it right. And that's, that's disturbing. So right, let's move on to talk trailers. We have some good trailers, I think, to talk about today. First, I want to talk about Dolomite Is My Name, the Eddie Murphy starring film. It's got a huge cast in it, uh, notably Wesley Snipes and Keegan-Michael Key, and directed... 
believe it's directed by Craig Brewer of Hustle and Flow fame, written mm-hmm. by Scott Alexander and Larry Krasinwinski, who did infamously <laughs> Ed Wood and a bunch of other good, good uh, biopic films, uh, Man on the Moon. This looks fantastic, and it's a Netflix movie, so I was expecting it maybe one thing, but uh, I love... You ever seen Badass with the... Mario Van Peebles yeah, yeah, yeah. chronicles the making of his father. Uh, his father's movie plays his father making a, mm-hmm. a sweet, sweet back. This had some of that kind of like, let's go make a movie. Let's get this yeah. kind of, let's get this done. That kind of exuberance, this weird group of people coming together to make something. Plus, I don't know much about Rudy Ray Moore. This doesn't look like it's going to be an exact biopic, but it looks like it's done with a certain no. zest mm-hmm. and spirit. And Murphy looks great in this. Snipes looks good. Uh, everybody looks like they came to play and brought their A-game. I'm really looking forward to watching this. Yeah, I love movies like this. Uh, you know, I, I mean, when I see this, Bowfinger comes to mind. Um, it's a yeah. movie that really loves movies, you know. Um, and and I don't know. There's, there's scenes that, When they get to the end of this trailer and they start showing the scenes of them shooting the movies and stuff, it just looks like fun. You know what it reminded me of watching this is that, oh, this looks like a movie that isn't solely resting on Eddie Murphy being funny. That it right. must have a good script and a good supporting cast because he doesn't look as burdened as he's looked in other trailers of movies that he's done in the past, like maybe 10, 15 years, where you could just see on his face he's like forcing himself to like be amusing or like make a yeah, face. Yeah, looks like or he's enjoying uh, he's, doing this. He's acting. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's acting and he's playing, you know, and he's always had a big thing for Dolomite. He would talk about it in his uh, stand up. And mm-hmm. my only exposure to Dolomite, uh, I, I mean, I like some uh, black exploitation flicks, but mostly the ones with Jim Brown and Jim Kelly and Fred Williamson. I was never mm-hmm. a Rudy Raymore fan. Uh, but uh, if you ever remember The Great White Hype, mm-hmm. that great movie, Damon Wayne's character used to watch Dolomite before he'd go and box. <laughs> Recall that? Yeah. And he'd watch it get all fucked. He's like, I watched my Dolomite and he'd watch it in the dressing room and then go out and kick the shit out of somebody. So I always associated I, and kind of that and uh, with that film. So I'm curious to see this. I think it's going to be uh, a, a sleeper of a surprising hit. I, I think that they've done good recently. Netflix with their, for the most part, with their stuff. I like the dirt. Um, um that's not right. Yeah, the dirt's triple fine. I, li- I, I like know, triple frontier. To... I think we're I know swapping you like that one more than ones, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this does uh, look really good, and they have a lot of uh, stuff that they're snagging that sounds like, oh, that could be good in the future. There, so yeah, I think they've they've upped their game. It's going to be weird. I think that Netflix, when they get their stuff pulled by the, you know, when Hol- when HBO Max comes out, which is going to be a monster, they're going to take all their Warner Brothers own properties off there. And then you got Disney Plus, which is going to mm-hmm. be another monster. They're only going to be left with uh, original content or really low budget stuff that like they started with in 2008 when you and I were first streaming a couple hours at a time, you know, things that nobody wanted to watch. And I think that what they are doing is investing in Hollywood stars however faded they might be whether and you got you know they got a Dwayne Johnson movie coming they got a Marky Wahlberg movie coming now you got an Eddie Murphy movie the next yeah. one we'll talk about is uh, Robert De Niro so they're, they're going to be the place where you go to see the people you wow. used to see on the big screen in the 90s and early 2000s are now on this platform we'll because see these how well they being can made. do that right now, right, yeah, but right now that's all based on uh money right they have the money to give to people to get them to, to buy this stuff um and in the case of the irish we'll talk about later you know they're 
ponying up for something that nobody else wants. You know, that's happening a lot. Yeah. So let's I talk don't about know. the Irishman. Okay. Let's, let's talk let's about this. It. This is Martin Scorsese, Fine. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. It's got a massive cast. <laughs> it's, it's in one of those highly anticipated films of the last couple of years because they didn't know when this was going to be ready. Scorsese was taking all this time to DH his actors. The balloon budget is you know unreported because Netflix keeps this under guards. There's no way they can make their money back on this is what I don't understand. They have to make more on something like Stranger Things. So why invest in this property, which you alluded to, no one else wanted to make. And it's under the idea that Scorsese is such a draw, that these guys are such a draw. Because let me tell you what, nobody in this movie has been drawing an audience for a long time. Scorsese's last film was Silence, which didn't do shit at the box office. His last real big hit Mm -hmm. was Shutter Island. So, and that's with DiCaprio, so you could put that more on DiCaprio. And you go back before that, and it's The Departed. I mean, he's got a lot of misfires. This trailer doesn't look that interesting. It looks beautiful. Uh, I'm not into yeah. it. Yeah, was a little confused as to what... Uh, I guess I don't understand why we de-aged people to do this. I, it's, I, so De Niro is just playing a younger De Niro, but he's just a hitman. And he just goes around, and Jimmy Hoffa hires him, who's... Uh, you know what's his face scarface al pacino yeah. yeah and uh and that's the movie that's the whole movie i don't did i miss something i i just think that this looks how first is of all, they're it, hiding why? from you the reveal of the de-aging until the very end there and it looks like they haven't perfected it yet. Oh, it looks like they've been de-aged yeah for sure it looks like they've been they, they looked odd they didn't look convincing or good Mm-hmm. I didn't like that last shot of De Niro at all. He was way overlit. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, he was way too rosy colored and overlit and too smooth. He looked like a, a video game. There wasn't enough. There, he didn't look real. There mm-hmm. wasn't enough wrinkles in the face. Of, of we we have a reference of what he looked like. I think this is gonna be a big problem with Gemini Man too. The Will Smith movie coming out later this year. Uh, I think that this because we, we know intimately what these people looked like at that age because your mind remembers these things well the will you know? smith i have you seen uh his uh the youtube video will smith released about how they did that no uh watch no, that and it might change your mind about that movie but that's very really? different uh than this because they didn't de-age okay. him well how'd they do it it's all fake it's all cgi they just motion captured him and uh, his younger self is all CGI. Oh, Jesus. And it looks really fucking good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I'll eat my words then on that one. But this Irishman looks confused. This is an early teaser trailer, but um, for such a highly anticipated film, uh, expect maybe a backlash to this. I, I just don't see how they spent this much money on this. I mean, what was the draw of, of spending this much cash? Um, the period obviously it's a setting, period piece, the de-aging. So it costs a lot of money. But what was the draw? The I, you can shoot a period piece without spending a lot of money, right? So that means it's the that computer de aging. The computer de aging would have been. I'm not that expensive, really. They do, uh, as we know now, they do de aging on damn near everybody, right? And in a movie, they'll touch up uh, all, everyone. All the actors will get touch ups throughout the whole thing. So I yeah. can't imagine that that was such a thing. It has to be sets and uh, and. St- I guess see talent CGI on there. The talent. T- they're throwing money. Thing, at, huh? They're throwing money at Scorsese and De Niro and all these guys to get them to come play ball. 
for sure. I just don't know that this pays off. It doesn't look like it pays off um, to me. It doesn't look yeah. like it warranted the amount of money to make it, I guess. I don't really get why this movie needs to be exist and be so expensive. <laughs> but for what we know, it could be the fucking best picture of the year. We have no idea because it is still sight unseen and it's been under close could wraps. Be. I just I don't time. think this trailer sells it very well, if that's true. Yeah, I agree. I, I had high hopes for it, and then they sunk quickly watching this. Um, a film that I had high hopes for, Top Gun 2, and I told everyone to stop what they were doing and watch this trailer now. Top Gun 2, better known as Maverick. Whoa. This trailer blew me fucking away. I cannot <laughs> believe. Granted, they show you very little, and I've uh-huh. gone through this with a fine tooth comb, and there are a lot of throwbacks to the original. I don't know how I'm going to like that playing in. There's even a shot of Miles Teller mm-hmm. playing the piano, dressed just like his father was. It looks like the volleyball scene, but as a trailer, they could not have put together a better opening trailer to get people excited. I want to see this movie today. I cannot wait to see this movie. I think this thing kicks fucking ass. America. Yeah. I I mean, I really do hope that it is as good as uh, this trailer looks. Because this is what uh, I kind of remember movies used to be like. You know, this is it's almost something out of nothing. Yes, it got you, you know, excited. For, but, it made yeah. regular life look mm-hmm. bigger than life. You know what I mean? We it's not a superhero, yeah. but it's this person who do who does outlandish, bigger than life shit. But do you think that it's going to pay too much? Oh this was the problem that know. you had I mean, with the Force Awakening. Work with the drama in this. I, well, I don't think that they're, they're going to. Anyone's going to turn to the camera and be like, "Oh, we're in a Top Gun movie," you know? So, I don't think that's going to be an issue here. But yeah, certainly. Um, when you see Val Kilmer's uh, gonna pop up in this and stuff like that, you kind of wonder, you know, why? <laughs> how I mean, yeah, not, how not much like why service. is he in this movie necessarily? Why it's fine, it's great, but how do you work that into the story? Why does he pop up? <laughs> why would that happen? I'm just so thrilled though but, that yeah. they that they look like they took attention and care with this as opposed to just shitting something out. And mm-hmm. I don't know. We're still a long way away. They're, it they looks have like not Top really Gun, revealed, though, right? I mean, that's the thing that's the, the, that I think it is the best about this is that it looks like Top Gun. Like it didn't. Same it world. literally looks like this movie. And, and then if you like, if you watch Top Gun and then you watch this, there wouldn't be that much of a difference. Um, I mean, clearly it's gonna it's gonna be directed differently, unfortunately, and uh, and lit differently and all that kind of stuff. But it looks like it, like they could. Uh, play one right after the other and it wouldn't be that jarring of a difference and that's weird because there's a huge now think about all the the movies you can't do that with a lot of movies you know 30 years old i can't wait to see this i think that the director uh is you know, joseph i can't say this Kaczynski? guy's name I murder- yeah there you go uh but he did tron you know which you're a big fan of mm-hmm. he also did oblivion, oblivion which i think uh visually is only very the brave beautiful. which so I, this guy- I never saw I never saw that one either, but he's got a great eye. He knows what he's doing behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the exact person that you need on this job. And um, this is going to be different than the Mission Impossible films. I like that. Maybe could have used this a little bit sooner, um, but <laughs> you know, Cruz doesn't age or ages no, extremely right? slow. He doesn't need um, de so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got like exactly. He just eats those magic beans. And um, and he's all good. I mean, only him and Jamie Foxx don't age. Um, so, 
I can't wait to see this. I really, I, I put this thing on and I stood in front of my television and watched it <laughs> twice in a row and just smiled at myself. Uh, I just wanted to soak it in. I could have watched it five more fucking times. I'll watch it continually until it comes out. Um, but my goodness, I cannot wait to see this. Uh, let's move on and talk about 1917, which is a different type of military film. This takes place during World War One, with two men that are assigned to get a message to a further bunker mm-hmm. um and sam mendez coming off of the massive james bond films this looks like a much smaller movie um some would compare it to dunkirk but this is world war one not world war two i don't know gallipoli reminds me of this in the mel gibson <laughs> right, film yeah. do you remember that movie well, he, you was know, the a, famous last shot. he was a runner in that i believe yeah there's um, a lot so of this has the potential to be very good but it also has yeah. to be very small I too thought, small. I ah. thought this looked good until it introduced the main objective of right. the guys. And then Running. I thought, huh, yeah, that's not really, that sounds like we're going to, you know, big opening and then very small for a long time. And then maybe, you know, big bouts here and there, little, little fights and things. But I don't know. I, I like the idea of, of seeing a World War One movie. Um is, uh, I don't know, it's been a long time. Most of the stuff's World War Two, you know? Well, the new Kingsman movie is going to be World War One, that prequel. Uh, hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. No. Uh, it's it's very odd. You wouldn't even know it was a Kingsman movie until the last 30 seconds, but it's World War One set. So all of a sudden, World War One is getting uh, a bit of a, a comeback. I don't know if that's... Hmm. Like in the late eighties, when all of a sudden there was like Western movies from the eighteen eighties, is like just a thing to look a hundred years back and be like, "Huh, this is why we're getting gangster movies again and shit." So, um, but this is this is coming, and I think Sam Mendes, who is coming off those massive productions that are James Bond films, Mm -hmm. is going to make this a very small, fairly intimate picture that has probably, like you said, some scenes that are very grand, but mostly okay. I just didn't get a lot of good drama from this trailer, and so I don't know what I. It looked fairly run of the mill, almost like an enemy at the gates. Do you recall that? I like me at the gates though. Do you? you I thought like that, that was movie? fairly run of the mill. It's okay, it, but I just got burnt out on those movies by then, like Rules of Engagement. You know, th- those kind of like militarily. I guess that's a different whole type of. Movie I don't know. Right I mean, there, but, I I don't know. I did. I liked me at the gates. I mean, the whole sniper thing, right? Yeah, the, the two dueling two snipers and yeah, and the Ed Harris is so good. Ed Harris is good in that fucking movie. Uh, I will say that, but I didn't. I didn't particularly like uh, the Ralph Fiennes. Is it Ralph Fiennes or Joseph Fiennes in that one? Jude Law. Regardless. Oh what? yeah, Joseph Fiennes is in that. No, story. no. Is it? Is it Jude Law in the? Yeah, Jude Law Jude is in that Law. as well. What happened to Jude Law? Where'd he go? I don't know. Is he working on something? Is he in a franchise of some sort? No. I don't know where he. Is. I'm trying to think. It's been I a while. He was in, I thought um, he was in something. You know, for a second there, I thought he was in the Avengers, and I'm like, no, that's Paul Bettany, who could be, who could be Jude Law at any moment, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Um, I don't know. Is Jude Law in the Harry Potter good, films? Good is he in those uh, Fantastic Beast movies? I don't know. What the hell is he been oh, up yeah, to? Yeah, maybe. I can't think. He is in something like that, though. I, I, don't, I don't can't remember if it's a Marvel thing somewhere. There was a point when Jude Law was in three mm. movies a year. Uh, he was I in mean, everything, he, yeah. Um yeah, that was, uh, but that was a long time ago now. He was in Captain Marvel, apparently, but neither of us saw was? that. Oh, Sherlock Holmes 3. And yeah, he's, he'll be in that. And he was in, okay, yeah, there you go. 
There you go. And he was in King Arthur. Fantastic Beast. Yeah, that is what he was in. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the young pope. That's what he was doing. Okay, so he did. You get, you get a pass. I, You've been doing yeah, shit. Yeah, I do remember seeing him constantly. Like they, they were playing something. It was a young pope. I it's thought, my while. goodness, they're so mean that he lost his hair and they got rid of him. This is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Now, if you scroll through this filmography, like in two thousand fucking four to about two thousand seven, the guy was in uh-huh. four movies a year. I mean, you couldn't have been working more, and. I mean, yeah, just my God. I mean, he had the one-two punch of Sky Captain and Alfie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That'll sink a career. That'll he did. Career I, he did so pedal. many movies that the, there's just uh, there's just some serious shit out there. I mean, for real. Like Repo. Yeah. Man. God. Oh man, I forgot Remember about that Repo fucking man. movie. He, well, he was also in the Talented Ooh. Mr. Ripley, which was good. And you know, yeah. Road to Perdition, and like in some good things, but I mean, all the Kingsmen, that was a bad I mean, he was one. He in was stuff, in though as well, like Sleuth. around that time, um, just in it, you know. Um, uh, yeah, he popped up in like every Soderbergh. The movie one for a that, while, that right? I always liked, the this was has been on TV a lot. Is that Ex- Existence movie? Oh, Existence with a yeah. Z. Yeah, with Jennifer Jason <laughs> Lee. Yeah, where they have the weird little things they plug in, but they're like in the. It's like Inception before Inception. You know, they're in the game. And I was the game, say the it's game like or, the Matrix. Or, or, yeah, or like Total Recall or the Matrix. It's like one of those where like are you're in yeah. the thing in in a thing in a thing. Like are you like where the hell are you? Um, That's a Cronenberg. But that movie. actually, yeah, and it looks like it uh, too for the special effects and the weird little creatures and things in it. Um, but I like that one. That was a good. Uh, that's a good rental. It's a good VHS yeah. movie right there. That was a. F- fucking fantastic vhs rental because that had a very little uh, theatrical release and not many people saw it but cronenberg even back then had a following um and that was like when it was cool to have like your favorite directors that you followed because uh-huh. you didn't just you had to like actually go and search out their shit and like, hope that like one of the movies was at the local blockbuster at the mom and pop shop and and hope that they carried these you know weird like like for instance Luc Besson, I know he's like one of your favorite directors, but I stumbled upon The Big Blue, Uh which my local video store had an American cut, and it was cool, and then years later they had the director's cut, and then I was like, oh, I actually like this director, and then I rented Subway, because they had that for that weird movie he did. (laughs) That was weird It's like all these like weird oddities, like you had to like search, so it was kind of cool when you found another nugget. You didn't didn't even have the internet. You didn't know the whole, yeah, you didn't know what his whole Um, filmography was, so you didn't know if he had five movies or ten movies. So you didn't know what was coming next. Every time you found one, there was some sort of like, there was like a prize to it in a sense. Like, oh, I I, I got another one to, to kind of go and digest. I don't know. I miss that. I miss the fact that movie people have nowhere to hang out in groups anymore and talk movies. You know, there's still record shops. There's still, you know, there's still uh, coffee shops for people. But like, the video there's shop really represented like a place like where you would was, go. Though, even. <laughs> But there's like huh. amoebas there's a, and Rasputins out there yeah. and places like that. And I mean, that. We, there's still video stores and places uh, for that as well, but it's not as, none of it's as prevalent. You know, the GameStop's going next, so it's 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 crazy. I don't know. What do um, people who like media of any type, what do you do after a while? And all there's these gotta sites. There's got to be pushback at some point. Yeah, but is there? Because all the sites, uh, like Netflix, the, all these sites like IMDb, right? 
cut off the social aspect of the site. They they just kill it because the negativity, they don't want it. You know, they don't want like Netflix, especially doesn't want negative reviews on their shit, especially now they're putting out their own stuff. So you can't review anything on Netflix anymore. Which makes sense because no, look, nobody gets on the internet to to rave about something. (laughs) Okay, ninety nine percent of people go on the internet to just talk shit. That's typically. But be honest, if you if you go to Amazon, you're going to buy something. You don't read the five star reviews. You read the one star review because you want to know. You know if there if there's a hundred one star reviews. And there's a hundred five star reviews and one one star review. You, you fuck the other. The other guys had no problem with it. You already you get it. What was the problem the one star guy had with it? You know, <laughs> that, but that's the reality, right? That's that's, I, uh, that's that, it. Doesn't make any sense to read the glowing reviews because you get it. They're glowing. Okay, well I'll like it. Go and see it. You know, you want to hear what's wrong with it. That's what the fuck is the internet? It's, not, it's a place for people to honestly talk shit. Yeah. Oh. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 351. We want to thank you guys for joining us. We promise we will be back way more often coming up this fall. Look for further episodes of the Movie Mavericks podcast. Of course, you can check out our back catalog. I said it right this time on Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you might be getting your podcasts at. If you get a chance, drop us a review, a rating. That stuff goes a long way in helping us. We want to thank you again for checking us out. Speaking for Trevor, I'm Jason. We are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage!